Thanks to Indeed for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. And thanks also to Mac Weldon for supporting the podcast. Mac Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and high quality fabrics. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash AppleBits and enter promo code AppleBits. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the AppleBits XL. Brian Tong here, your host. Doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. How many times have you all heard that? You know what? If I if my math is correct, based on the episode count, that is the 198th time I've said that. So thank you so much for all of you who have been a part of this show and continue to listen and be a part of this community. This is If you're, this is your first time and you've never heard of this show before and it somehow popped up or someone told you to listen to it, we really cover all the big news specifically in the Apple ethos and world, but then also if it's related and there's tech that is touching it or complimentary or around it, whether it's Samsung, Google, and others, we'll also talk about it on the show as well. So thank you so much for coming. Uh, you know, we are still really in, I almost would arguably call it maybe kind of like the dog days of tech news because just not much stuff is popping. Apple has really released and dropped all of their products. We are going to start doing some of the yearly wrap-up shows after this so that's kind of fun stuff to look forward to you know the highlights of this year maybe some of the lowlights of this year and then what we can look forward to in 2022 rumor mills or not i think there's 2022 might arguably be the most interesting year for apple as a company as they potentially start spinning off in product categories that are really you know let's just not part of their core nearly as much as they used to be. Like you could say, oh, the Apple Watch was not part of its core, but it was really still intimately tied to the iPhone. I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily say the new rumored Apple glasses are going to be as intimately tied to the iPhone as it evolves as the Apple Watch is as intimately tied to the iPhone. So there's gonna be plenty of stuff to talk about there. But let's handle some order of business. First of all, you know, if you want to be a part of the show, all you got to do is call in applebitsshow at gmail.com, record a voice memo, put in your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about. I think, you know, it's always going to be hot when new products are dropping, but hey, we're going to wait for new products to drop. Applebitsshow, tell us what you want to talk about, your questions, your comments, your corrections, and we will get to them. But, you know, it's okay if you just want to lay back. If you have anything kind of like your favorite product of this year or maybe your least favorite product of this year, I know both of those right now, right now in my head, but I'm going to save it for the show. Call in applebitshow at gmail.com. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support this show and how you support all my content. It starts at $2 per month, goes up to 5 10 the 25 or the $100 platinum Apple level. What do you get? You get early access to content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the show. Plus, we got the Zoom monthly call and other things going on as well. So patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support my content. And thank you, all of you who continue to do that. Okay, so this is not going to be the longest show that we've ever had, but you know we're going to get things cooking. Obviously, every year is an iPhone year. And I guess we want to kind of pile on to the 
iPhone rumors. The latest report coming out from Korean website The Elec claims that the high-end iPhone 14 Pro models launching in 2022 are expected to have a hole punch display. So that would be the 6.1-inch iPhone 14 Pro and the 6.7-inch iPhone 14 Pro Max. Those are expected to feature this new upgraded display that will get rid of the notch. I mean, if you really look back to September of this year, basically right after the iPhone 13 Pros came out, that's when the rumblings started getting really loud. I mean, even in John Prosser's first renders that were released before the iPhone 13 lineup was announced, showed off the punch hole. And the idea and the school of thought is that the Face ID sensors will be underneath the display, and then there will be a hole for the camera, and these displays will still be supplied by Samsung, right? These are going to be OLED displays, still ProMotion as well. That's not going to change, so, right, pretty much the same tech in the iPhone 13 Pro models coming to the iPhone 14 Pro models when we talk about displays, but uh, maybe they just they just found a hole puncher laying around. They're like, hey, let's let's just do this. I mean, we've seen the, the hole punch display from Samsung already. Is Has it been two years already now? So Apple's obviously following suit. The, the other thing about this is that, look, not the entire lineup will not have this hole punch. We're expecting the entry-level models or the, let's say, the non-pro models to still have the notch. So how weird would that be, based on the reports, to have notched models and no-notch models or, I guess, notch models and hole punch models kind of a little bit more jarring but does apple really care no because are they going to still sell roughly the same amount of phones yes and i'm actually curious about this coming year because in 2021 we saw really really deep heavy and aggressive promos to encourage people to upgrade buy back uh, values that we've never seen from the carriers in apple uh typically you know i've told people hey sell your iPhones on eBay, keep them in great shape, keep the packaging, and you'll typically get double, if not more, the trading value. And that would still held true in some cases, but in a lot of cases, they've really closed that gap to encourage more upgrades because, look, Apple sees the numbers, the carriers see the numbers. There's plenty of people that are fine with iPhones from the iPhone 8 generation and even a little earlier that they still don't have that need upgrade so you know whether someone complains about the lineup being hole punch and notched it still won't matter because they're going to still aggressively get people to upgrade and how many iphone 13 pro people right now are like oh man i should have waited for the hole punch and i'm just saying don't even worry about it unless you really want it fine i guess you get it but don't even worry about it and again this is stuff that we've heard Back in September from uh, Ming-Chi Kuo, John Prosser. But now this is another report that layers on top of that. So iPhone 14 Pro lineup, hole punch in display, no notch. We will see if it happens. We also have rumblings of the AirPods Pro 2. Now, this was something that a lot of people thought, hey, maybe we'd see it in 2021. And then as the year went by, clearly that excitement or those rumors faded in Let's be honest, I don't even think they really needed to put out an AirPods Pro. So in a new recent note obtained by Mac Rumors, Ming-Chi Kuo says that the second generation AirPods Pro will launch in the last quarter of 2022. 
So, you know, you look at Apple's current lineup, they have the AirPods second gen, the AirPods third gen, which I still really like, but they do kind of slip out of my ears still over a long period of time. We talked about that in, uh, if you listen to the episode with the review for the AirPods 3 with Gil Cabrera, AirPods Pro 2, last quarter of 2022. So what could we see from these AirPods Pro 2 that really make them that different, that could help, help kind of bump them up and make them enticing? Well, probably the biggest rumored feature is that it would come with some sort of fitness tracking capabilities using built-in sensors that touch against your ears, right? Your skin to be able to measure. They won't They won't even say if it's heart rate or perspiration or even detect potential breathing patterns. But we do have heard at least some level of fitness tracking capability that could also potentially work and talk to what other devices you're wearing, whether it's your Apple Watch while you're running or whether... It's your phone and kind of using these different products that are on you in combination to measure multiple things and really kind of have a fitness sensor ecosystem between those three things. The other thing is maybe a new chip that improves the connectivity with devices. I would argue, okay, fine, you can make it a little faster. I don't think that's going to be a game changer for them. Um, If there's a way... I think the big the biggest issue that I have maybe with switching devices is having a little bit more control where sometimes just because you pick up a device or use another device, it automatically switches to them. That's more of a software issue for me. So look, um, we're going to get active noise cancellation. Maybe that improves. I think ideally, if you look at the AirPods Pro versus the AirPods third generation, those sound really good. And I'm going to assume that they're going to include the new driver or maybe even a completely different driver that we found in the AirPods third gen in the AirPods Pro second gen along with their noise cancellation, their silicone ear tips because that that's going to be a signature for the AirPods Pro noise canceling and the silicone ear tips. And then I always find it kind of interesting is because there's plenty of other earbuds and yes, they're not part of the Apple ecosystem, but they're starting at around 150 or so that have active noise cancellation. Now, it may not be the greatest active noise cancellation. I'm not even saying that Apple is the best either. It is maybe a more mediocre noise cancellation, but it does exist. But to me, it's more about the audio quality and AirPods Pro second generation definitely need to kind of pick it up, bump it up a little. We need better sound quality, fitness tracking features, find better connectivity. Maybe, man, what if they put some sort of foam ear tips as options as well? I mean, those are the ways that they could really improve the AirPods Pro. And it still doesn't mean, I don't know, they don't feel like you got to have these things. Now, we had a conversation a little while ago with um, Sam Cole and John Prosser, who were guests on the show. And one of the topics that came up was Apple and software and how Apple, Apple software in general because they're doing so many things, has taken a hit. It's not as reliable. It's not as consistent across the board. I think we've seen a few years now where features that they announced basically have barely made the cutoff point from the previous year at WWDC. Well, according to reports, universal control is not expected to come in macOS Monterey 12.1 and iPadOS 15.2. Now, remember, if you're not familiar, universal control was that feature that allowed you to basically 
automatically detect devices like a Mac to an iPad to a MacBook Pro and treat them as if they were connected displays by dragging content from one to the other. So I could take, let's say, a video asset from my iPad and drag it across to my MacBook Pro and then all the way across to my iMac and drop it in like a Final Cut Pro project and it would all seamlessly work together. All they would need to be is literally nearby within proximity on the side. It would be able to detect the side that it's connected to to kind of have this multiple display option universal control. Well, there's no mention of universal control in the current release notes for macOS Monterey 12.1 or iPadOS 15.2. It has not been introduced in any of the betas, and it's not present in any of the release candidate versions. Uh, So, And the release candidates that we have really represent the final version of the software that's expected at release. Now, Universal Control was reportedly said to arrive by the end of this year. We're in the, I guess, close to the second week of December. I don't see it happening unless it all of a sudden just magically appears. I don't know what you think, but, you know, it first said available later this fall. Fall technically ends on December 21st, and then we jump over to winter. So they do have technically until December 21st to deliver universal control, but this is kind of, I don't know if you felt this, how there's kind of little things software-wise, you're like, wait, what? What's happening here? Did any of you have the iPhone 13 Pro issue where sometimes your touchscreen just stopped working, and it was literally, you'd swipe around, and you're just like, what? What's going on? I mean... Those are kind of some of those things that, to me, that's a pretty big bug, and it and it wasn't that it disappeared right away. I mean, I've still experienced it occasionally, but I do know that it definitely doesn't happen nearly as much. And we know, again, I am not a wizard that can get this stuff done. So, and I know that if you look back, I think a couple of years ago or so, there were reports that Apple had lost a large group of their engineers from their software teams. And the fact that they aren't able to collaborate in person, and it does matter to be able to work on some of these software issues across multiple products, I think that's probably hampering the development cycle as well. Do we all want it to be stable? Of course we do, right? But, you know, I I feel like maybe, even if it doesn't align with their marketing goals, maybe it's something where some of these features I'm not saying iOS goes on like a two-year release cycle. That's just not going to happen, but it could help them. And let's also talk about the fact that Safari still isn't, although they say it, the, it's built into the code, we still haven't seen ProMotion on Apple's own web browser yet. I'm still waiting for that switch to be flipped on. Maybe, I'm pretty sure I haven't missed it, but we still haven't seen that on macOS as well, on launch, which is kind of a big surprise to me. One of the issues that was a big deal, at least specifically to Macs and Mac OS, was we talked about, there was a little, you know, hubbub, and also a little bit of like bitching that right out of the gates, the uh, menu bar icons, depending on the apps and depending on how many different options they had, would sometimes be obscured by the notch, specifically on the 2021 MacBook Pros. And yes, there's third-party apps, there's native apps, but what Apple has done in the recently seeded macOS Monterey 12.1 release candidate 
It resolves that issue so that the notch does no longer obscure the menu bar extras on the 14-inch and the 16-inch MacBook Pro. Like, that's what I'm saying. People are, like, going crazy, blowing it up, and I think it's it's valid to at least bring it up, but not to scream at the top of your lungs like a crazy person when you know it's going to get resolved. And I did call it out as a bad apple but I didn't like scream out the top of my head for like three minutes because that's just silly. So this issue of menu bar icons getting hid behind the notch have been resolved at least in the macOS 12.1 release candidate, which will be rolling out very, very soon. There's also other several bugs that macOS 12.1 is going to be resolving. Um, There's issues with tap to click, some HDR video playback on YouTube. I don't know if any of you had heard about that where HDR video um, could cause some Mac 2021 MacBook Pros to basically like kind of lock up and panic. So though those things are all good. These are just kind of little tweaks, but again, those are issues that they had to resolve and they still haven't given us the flagship one of the flagship features of Mac OS Monterey, which was universal control. And quite honestly, it should have been a no-brainer. And I'm surprised we didn't even see a fix here that Safari still does not have true 120 hertz promotion in macOS Monterey. That is disappointing. I mean, that's why we get a display like that. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens until then. All right, thanks again to Indeed for sponsoring the Apple Bits XL. Between funding, marketing, operations, and product, being a founder means that you have to wear a lot of hats. Trust me, I do. So let Indeed take over recruiting and hiring off your plate so you can focus on more pressing matters. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because... You can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. With Indeed, you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Thanks to Indeed's virtual interviews, you can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place with Indeed. There's no need to install anything extra. Indeed's virtual interviews work from your browser interview virtually with no downloads plugins or purchases you can do it all in one place with indeed 2022 this is the year where honestly i can finally look for an editor to kind of help me out with my content which also means for you all that there's going to be more content throughout the year because trust me editing is a beast it really takes the longest of all this process and finding kind of someone that I get along with that matches my style. That's going to be important. So finding great talent, it doesn't have to be my second job and I can hire faster and better than ever with Indeed. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. You need a hire. You need Indeed. And also, thanks again to Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and high-quality fabrics. 
If you're looking to save time on deciding what to wear, Mack Weldon has a solution for you with their new Daily Wear system. Now, the Daily Wear system has clothes made with performance fabrics and smart design. This includes breathable t-shirts and polos. You got stylish button-ups and shorts, underwear, and more. Mack Weldon makes it easy to dress for any occasion, whether it be for work, leisure, or play. And I got to order some of Mack Weldon's pieces. And you can also make them work together. So for, let's say, the ultimate lazy Sunday... Their Ace sweatshorts have modern tailoring and pair perfectly with their ultra soft, ultra upgraded Pima tees. I'll be all Mac Weldon out on the weekend. So for 20% off off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash AppleBits and enter promo code AppleBits. That's MacWeldon.com slash AppleBits with promo code AppleBits for 20% off Mac Weldon radically efficient wardrobe. All right, let's keep on rolling. And when I say rolling, we've talked about this a few times in the show, but where are you at with the Apple car? Because the more I hear about it, and again, we have another story about it, the less and less interested I get in it, the less I start caring about. We see what Tesla's doing. We're seeing Lucid Motors come out with their new cars. Rivian coming out with their new cars. By the time Apple is going to release their their whatever this Apple car project is, Again, never say never, but how relevant and how important will they be in the industry, right? I mean, we already know, I'll say it again, Tesla is already the Apple of cars. Well, it's continued to lose key people, according to a report from Bloomberg. Over the last several weeks, three key engineers have departed the company. So you have Apple's chief engineer for radar systems, Eric Rogers. He's leaving for a company on electric aerial ride sharing it's called joby aviation so yeah we're talking about flying cars for ride share another engineer for the battery team alex clarabut left and then also steven spideri hardware engineering manager those two both join archer aviation a company that is developing an air taxi so look uh it's almost like members of the apple car team have given up on the idea of an apple car and they're looking for the next thing which is freaking flying cars. <laughs> like, seriously, Archer Aviation is developing their own air taxi. Eric Rogers left Joby Aviation for work on an electrical aerial ride-sharing service. Now, we already know other engineers and leaders have left the company. Now, current Apple Watch chief Kevin Lynch is now working on the Apple car. He's also working along... AI chief John Gianandrea, and I'm not here to, these guys are a lot smarter than I'll ever be, but we still have yet to really see, um, in my opinion, the fruits of the labor of the hire of John Gianandrea, who was AI, who was AI from Google, and Siri still hasn't seen much done to it. It just hasn't. Now, according to Bloomberg, Apple's lost six members of the product project's management team for Apple Car in 2021 alone project apple car project lead doug field left apple for ford after three years of heading up apple car development and that's when kevin lynch slid in now under lynch's leadership maybe there's a shift in tone and also direction of where they want to go and that's also when you get a new leader they want to hire their own guys they want to work with their own people and that could be part of the reason why there's a departure but there is no coincidence when these three apple engineers for the Apple car leaves specifically for flying cars and flying taxis? Are you kidding me? 
Like that's they're like, oh yeah. Uh electric cars are already figured out. We want to go with flying cars. Now, reports have claimed that Apple is hoping to release their version of the Apple car, which would be a completely autonomous autonomous electric vehicle that requires no human aid. Uh, Reports are saying that Apple is even potentially looking at a self-driving car with no steering wheel, no no pedals. And the goal would be to get this self-driving car out by 2025. So basically 2022, 23, 24, 25. In four years, Apple wants to release a completely self-driving car for the masses. In 2025, I don't see it, even if it's a completely self-driving car. First of all, if it does not have a steering wheel or pedals, people are going to freak out and instantly, I don't care how much you trust any company, I'm not willing to go there yet. Um, That timeline seems really aggressive. I'm not going to put it past them. I'm not going to completely shoot down the idea of an Apple car, but I'm just not intrigued by it. That's all. Maybe they could change my mind. I mean, I'm always going to never say never. I'm not going to crap on a product, but it just seems like that they've missed the bus on this one. And there's a lot of other companies. Just think of all the information data collected from all these other electric car companies that they'll have in four years. And yes, Apple will be doing their own tests, but it's different when it's actually in consumers' hands, when it's in a mainstream product and all the learnings that those companies gather versus what Apple has and what they're going to try and go for, I just I just don't see it. And I'd love to find out if I ever get an opportunity to talk to people internally if they're excited about this product because it's continued to change heads year over year, the direction of what they were doing, whether it was a car, whether it became a driving system, who knows. But for me, I think the biggest thing that they can do with the with this Apple car project is really tied into their Apple glasses and whatever augmented reality heads-up display that they end up using from Apple Glasses gets implemented and becomes kind of a natural extension and part of the Apple ecosystem that goes into the dashboard of their Apple cars. I could see that tech being cool. Now, will it have to only run on an Apple car? Most likely. But building out that world of this augmented reality future, that's where I can see the connective tissue of why they'd be doing that and why it might be intriguing. But if it's really just a self-driving car without a steering wheel and pedals, that doesn't excite me. To me, it's more about what their augmented reality goals and visions are, and hopefully we'll find out what they're really trying to do, or at least the seeds of what they're trying to do in 2022, which has been rumored when we'll see the new Apple Air glasses. Now, sometimes it's fun to kind of look back and say, oh, what could have been, and in recent documents now revealed from the Epic versus Apple trial by the outlet The Verge, back in 2017, a coiner reports Apple had knowledge of their own that Sony was potentially planning to launch their PlayStation Now cloud gaming service on mobile phones and devices potentially like the iPhone. Now, there have never been a version for iOS and Android um, or for the Mac of Sony's PS Now service. So that has never existed. But according to the report, Apple knew that Sony was potentially looking on giving access to, right? At the time, there are over 450 plus PS3 games and then maybe start with some PS4 games to follow. Now, I think what's interesting and intriguing is Sony could still do this. In fact, there's been recent reports 
that Sony is actually working on their own type of remote, not remote play, but their own rival to Xbox Game Pass. You can technically do remote play already with a Sony controller, but not their own cloud gaming service that would rival what Xbox is doing. And so that could still be in play in the future. And if everyone's wondering, like, you know, what could be the future of gaming? Look, it's smart for these companies like Xbox and Sony. I don't think they need to make their AAA titles available on other devices yet. Maybe delay that, but making some of their earlier titles from maybe like a year ago or things that are on the PS4 and the PS3 or stuff that was on earlier Xbox consoles, I think that can be intriguing. But don't, you know, don't launch your console exclusive title on these streaming platforms for your console. Let let it marinate at least for a year on your hardware before you even more than a year if you ask me before you give it up to others but still there's such these companies have such huge libraries that there's value and people would pay i mean people are desperate for gaming on the mac no matter what it is and so i think it's smart to do this whether they do it or not who knows but at least in 2017 sony was actually planning on releasing their own cloud gaming service on mobile phones ios and android but to date it hasn't happened The other thing is that with Xbox Game Pass, you can actually play Halo Infinite on Apple hardware. But what I love is that the fun thing about that is that Halo, before Bungie was purchased by Microsoft, uh, Halo was actually debuted on uh, Apple. I believe it was at a Macworld. So people may not know that, you know, Halo was originally intended for the Mac platform, or at least one of its partners. And then Bungie Studios was sucked up by Microsoft, which then Halo became the franchise for the Xbox. I'm I'm not saying that it would have transformed the Apple uh, platform, you know, but it's kind of interesting to think, oh, what if Halo stayed on the Apple platform and that became like Apple's signature first person, first person, third person shooter, depending on what view you use. I think that's kind of fun to think about. But without a doubt, if you look back at it, there's no way it would have been nearly as successful on Apple's platform, the Mac, as it would have been on the Xbox console. But it has ties to both to both sides. Microsoft, Xbox, and Apple. Halo is part of both of those stories. Uh, Some other two quick news stories, kind of, I guess, maybe call it house clean. Apple's giving customers a second chance to buy Apple Care Plus after their phone or Mac is repaired. Um, So, right, if you have costly out-of-pocket repairs, you get a second chance to purchase Apple Care Plus for the device. Obviously, there's going to be some strings attached to this policy, but for me, uh, I always get Apple Care Plus on all of my devices except what I didn't get it on anything like HomePods because those are just sitting at home. I didn't really care about that. I typically do it for anything that's over like $200 or more, and it's come in clutch, whether it was with AirPods back in the day, and then with my computer repairs, I'm always uh, personally someone who gets Apple Care phones as well. Um, to me, over the course of the life of the product, and also if you want to resell your product, and Apple Care is attached to that device, no matter who's, whose hands it exchanges, it makes them more valuable as well. So you can look into that, and I think it's also smart because if you never use the service, I mean, Apple basically pockets the money, but more often than not, 
I've had to at least do something with it. And then kind of another nice, really heartwarming story is that Apple is donating to the relief efforts following the really devastating tornadoes that has hit several states in the U.S., Um, Tim Cook put out a tweet that said, our hearts go out to all those affected by the devastating weather and tornadoes across the South and Midwest. Apple will be donating to support relief efforts on the ground. You know, tornadoes hit Arkansas, Illinois, Kentucky, Missouri, Mississippi, and Tennessee. Uh, Still, the total amount of casualties is unknown. Last I heard was potentially somewhere up to 70 casualties. Widespread property damage. I mean, towns were floored. It's really sad. So. I want to point that out because, you know, Apple is a company that most of us here, like we own products from them. They do have a human element that I think is important to highlight as well. So um, I don't know exactly what type of relief efforts, but they'll be donating resources and most likely money to help us out. So this is that is definitely a good Apple. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week's show. Again, you know, we tell you what the news is out there that matters. and not too much right now. Again, this is kind of like the end of the season. Those are winding down, but stick around. We'll be having our yearly wrap-up shows. I think those are always fun. I bring in guests to talk about it, and we always get some great back and forth. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. Also, this show is brought to you by you, patreon.com slash Brian Tong. And that means we've got to thank our platinum apples at the $100 Monthly level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you to all of you who continue to keep me going and allow me to continue to do this. I am nothing but grateful. But we will continue to plug along 2021. Can you believe it? We're almost done. That's just crazy. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for this week's show. We'll be back. Same bad time. Same bad channel. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.